0: You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. What's up, everybody? We're live now. Show's live. Here's the episode. Mm. I'm in a hotel room. I'm in a hotel room by myself. Um, what have we been doing? We've been in uh, Colorado Springs for Making Disciples 101. And we're staying for 201. So it's two, two, basically a week and a half, but two weeks, two two separate sessions. And there's a two and a half day break in between. And I came here with my coworker, Tim, and a few other coworkers and friends and volunteers. But um, everyone else stayed for 101 and then they left. Tim went away. To, listen, the long story short is I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm at home. I'm in a hotel by myself. And I decided, what am I going to do? I'm going to podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I got a lot of things I want to talk about today. Some Instagram questions. Um an unpopular opinion. I have uh, some updates, some some shout outs, some things to talk about. Um and really just I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about what you know, what what I wanna do with this podcast. You know, what I wanna wh- just what I think should be out there. What I think in the cat you know, for representing Catholics or representing the church in some way.
1: You know, not even representing the church, just what should be out there. Anyways. So, uh first update is that
0: I I've, I've finally committed to weekly YouTube videos. I know a lot of you've been
1: I've been getting, I've been getting no mail about that, but I was going to pretend that I had um
0: yeah, I've committed to weekly YouTube videos, and we're going to see where that goes. But I'm th- today for the podcast. I'm actually recording recording this right here, recording a video. So if you want to watch the podcast or watch and listen to the podcast online,
1: you can go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Edmund Mitchell and find and find this. Um, what else? What else we got? Um I just had to pick my nose a little bit there. Just had to get that booger out. Um man, I'm I'm just I'm uh I'm getting a little sidetracked here. So, anyways, I've committed to
0: weekly weekly YouTube and weekly podcast. I've had a little bit of a of a revelation about some things about how I want to uh yeah, how I want to use my free time when i'm not parenting my five children perfectly um or uh loving my wife uh in the best way possible or you know working ridiculous amount of hours in my spare time i want to i want to commit to this i want to commit to youtube once a week mondays and then a podcast once a week on tuesdays now I'm recording some of this stuff ahead of time, so those of you who are are um kind of nervous for my family and my general overall health I'm recording these uh you know a little bit a little bit in advance so we're getting we're getting
1: a a cue going so and I figure you know let's put some stuff in video format because
0: because we should it's it's a different way to uh to consume content. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I also, I also watch a lot of YouTube videos. So, and, uh, when it comes to like Catholic YouTube stuff, now, not, now I need to address, not that this has to be necessarily Catholic. Like there's no, this isn't, I'm not trying to make the most super Catholic podcast or YouTube channel or whatever, but I'm just saying as far as stuff that is out there, most of it is, uh, it's pretty, it's, you know, most of it isn't that great. It wouldn't, wouldn't be that great, so why not um why not make some videos and i'm about I'm probably about a strong seven, maybe an eight I think I'm an eight at certain angles I have a deviated septum, so that puts my my face is not symmetrical, so that means you know like in one of those in one of those uh children's spot the difference kind of thing I think
1: um it'd be it it'd probably be difficult for like a for maybe a ten year old. That's how asymmetrical my face is.
0: So I'm about a seven, maybe an eight. I think if you're over a six, you could at least you at least could have a YouTube channel. Um, so you put the videos out there, and I you know I have some ideas of uh, cutting up some of the podcasts because po- I do like the podcast being so long. But I think with video, we can cut out little parts here and there. Anyways, that's not interesting. Um here's some shout- let's do some shout outs a shout out to Gerald Giuliano because he's just been really supporting the podcast and sharing it a lot on Facebook, so I just wanted to give him a shout out. but also we have two new patreon uh supporters who are part of the show Ian Riley and helen on I think it is a n but maybe she was in the middle of maybe she was typing her last name and her last name's Anne, and in the middle of it, you know maybe her child fell off of a, off of a horse. You know, maybe she has a child in the backyard that fell off a horse and she had to,
1: she had to, she was like, can't finish it. So I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. Helen on, um, life, you know, life happens. So what are updates? There's no other updates. Oh
0: no, here's an update. I tried to, I didn't eat for three days. I didn't eat for 3 days. I never thought that's the longest I've ever gone without eating. And um my wife recently had a baby. We had a baby a couple months ago. And uh some women want to start focusing on their their health and fitness, you know. You know, after you have a baby, you want to get back on the you want to get back in the saddle. And so we try so we tried this crazy fasting diet where you try to you know you fast for long periods of time and you supplement you know you sup people don't normally ask well you don't eat anything you don't drink anything that can't be good that's unhealthy well you got to watch this stuff now i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you what youtube channel this is with this crazy diet but i'm going to warn you ahead of time it is uh NSFW that means not safe for work there's a lot of swearing this guy swears but i'm just going to say if you're the type of person that can't watch a video on your own that has a little, a lot of swearing in it without getting offended. I mean, we were purely, I, we did, I did not support whatever. The, he, he's just being him. And my wife and I came across this and, uh, you know, we wanted to try it even though there was a lot of swearing. We wanted to try the diet. We wanted to, well, the, the, yeah, this whole idea. Now I had heard of one meal a day. Maybe some of you have heard of one meal a day. um, That's where you only eat one meal a day. You you keep your eating window super small. You know, just an hour, and then you fast the rest of it. A lot of different health benefits, but this is called the snake
1: diet. If you look up on YouTube the snake diet, you'll find this guy, and he's crazy. He he's yeah, he's just
0: he's really loud. He's forceful. He's a forceful man. But we tried this. I tried the snake diet. So um, the first stretch of fasting I did was forty eight hours. And I felt really good. So, your body goes into major ketosis at that point. And uh, I was feeling pretty good, very clear. I'd quit coffee, uh, quit any alcohol, um, any supplements, quit all of that. And I basically drank salt water, potassium and sodium um, for two days. And then, you know, and then I ate a big meal. And I did that off and on. I did like two day bursts for a while. I dropped a ton of weight. My belt—I'm running out of—I'm running out of holes in my belt. So I dropped a ton of weight. Was feeling really good. Um, wasn't needing a nap. You know that two o'clock nap. So then I put this—I—I I tried this stretch of three days. It was crazy. I've never not eaten that long in my life. It's very very interesting. Um. And that was, you know, that was in solidarity with my wife. My wife and I, you know, I was trying to help help motivate her. We were trying to motivate each other. So so that was crazy. Just wanted to tell you about that. Why do we... Here we go. We have some Instagram questions that we want to get out. Um, this first one is, how do I encourage... This is from an anonymous person. Um, how do I encourage my husband to develop prayer life? So that he can lead his children beyond just just rote prayer so this is someone who is describing their husband as uh, someone who has gifts and talents but feels like they're not educated enough and maybe isn't
1: as engaged and involved um, maybe maybe he only you know does prayer does rote prayer um, so this is a re- this is a really great question, especially you know after being on
0: making disciples 101 with Sherry Waddell and uh if you haven't read the book for me Intentional disciples, you should, and you know, so being here, we're talking about threshold conversations or conversations uh you know how to break the silence, um talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, and how there's a lot of Catholics that don't that don't know what that is or haven't experienced that so um, I would say first thing if if and I'm assuming a lot i mean I don't even know i I assume this person's your husband's Catholic. I assume. I'm assuming a whole bunch here, but let's assume they're Catholic, and let's assume that they've never done anything besides, you know, memorized, wrote r- prayer, as it were, uh, in their life. Um, if this, you know, if this person maybe doesn't have, more, you know, a deeper prayer life or deep personal relationship with Jesus, I would say the first thing would be just to, um, well, one, it sounds like you already have trust established with
1: with uh, your husband he probably trusts you if he married you but also um i would i would say that it would just require you to start over time ma- making
0: an effort to describe your prayer life your lived personal relationship with jesus and i think uh that would be my first suggestion i mean do, do you ever share with him what your prayer life is like do you ever share with him um, what that personal relationship with Jesus is like. So that would be my first thing. Um, as as far as not feeling like he he has the education to get involved at the parish. Uh, often oftentimes people that are interested and would like to help, especially in youth ministry or at the church, oftentimes they'll say this: they'll say like, "Well, I just don't know enough." And what I'll tell them is, you just have to have a heart for God and a heart for a heart for others. Um, that, that's what I normally say is if you have a heart for God and a strong desire for others, and maybe a little bit of humility, you can do this because, um, we don't need someone that has all the answers. Because if you have all the answers, sometimes that, that projects this image to other people that are trying to, you know, get more involved in their
1: faith or learn their faith. Sometimes it projects this false, um, this false example. This false precedence that that we have to know everything. Um, so if you
0: have a you know you have a little bit of a know it all <laughs> who's teaching your CCD class or teaching catechesis, that can be a little intimidating. But it, you know if you if you model a humble person, you know if you model with humility, the journey of trying to learn more about your faith and being and caring enough about your faith to. To say, hey, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but let me go find out, or to tell people that, uh, you know, the church can handle your questions. And any question I've ever, so I don't know everything, but any question I've ever, you know, tried tried to find the answer to, I've I've found the answer. Um. So I would say, you know, you could encourage him with that, and also, uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Probably spent too long on that, but
1: it's my show. I can do what I want. Um. And another question about Catholic
0: history books. Do I know of any Catholic, do I know of any history books from a Catholic perspective or a history of the Catholic church? I have two. The first one I would recommend is pretty big, but I read it uh, at college. So I really appreciated it. I don't know. I liked it. Uh, It's a concise history of the Catholic church by Thomas Bokenkotter. Cotter. Uh, That's one of the few, I'm going to be honest, it's one of the few Catholic history books I've, I've ever read um but the second one that i think is pretty good because it's concise and because i i
1: appreciate the professor is a compact history of the church by alan Shrek. so hopefully those those two things help um
0: and this is just an un- this is an uncommon no this is an unpopular opinion this is just my opinion i'm not as holy as most people uh
1: the power of silence was a boring book i said it and i feel bad about it uh i couldn't get all the way through it
0: i i felt like you know i was talking with someone the other day about the
1: difference between yeah the difference between that book and rat singer like cardinal rat singer you know
0: Cardinal Ratzinger, profound person, Cardinal Sarah, both they're both very profound, very deeply spiritual, very, uh, holy men, smarter than me. But the power of silence as a book kind of sounded like if you had a really smart uncle and you, and you sat him down and you said, Hey, uh, let's record a podcast. What are your thoughts on silence? You know, um, It just kind of meandered. It felt it felt like they want. It felt like they had, um, they had a bone to pick with with the modern world with 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 um with modern culture that you know it's so noisy and it just felt like a lot of pious, over spiritualizing reflections on on silence. Like it just and and a lot of just so the difference between Ratzinger and and this book I felt like is you know cardinal ratzinger or pope pope benedict will say some really profound deep things but he'll get he'll give you an argument for it he'll give you sources he'll give you concrete sources to to support what he's saying and this just felt like like a poet you know like a like a yeah like a like a a poetic man um trying to use as many analogies as possible to to get in your head that silence is really important there's one part where i f- where i felt like almost it was uh idolizing worship that i know that's probably too strong of an accusation this is just my personal opinion the views expressed in this podcast do not represent my employer nor uh, my diocese you know nor nor the universal church nor anyone else any other employers it, my opinion is not reflected my my opinion does not reflect the president the opinion of the president of the united states nor uh the, the spice girls my opinion does not represent those of anyone other than myself and and i don't even know if my opinions represent my own uh expressed views
1: i don't know if my expressed views even represent my uh my opinion or thoughts so i have a little bit of that going on in my head um, but yeah, the power of silence i
0: I couldn't get through it man it just it just sounded like, yeah, you just randomly uh you know silence is the way silence is the is the doorway of death, just
1: stuff like that uh silence is a is a healing balm for for a weary soul, you know, there's
0: just a lot of stuff like that, silence you know silence is a warm blanket
1: for a young for a young uh premature baby you know silence silence is uh the silence is the way and the truth and, um i don't know it just i i couldn't get through it it just felt like a hit piece on noise which is fine
0: i agree with the premise The premise of the book is that silence is important, and I agree with that. I also agree that, uh, what is the subtitle? It's like something in a distracted, noisy world or whatever. Yeah, I agree. We're, we're tempted to do that. Um, but it could
1: have been, it could have been an essay, not a book. Um, so, anyways, that is just my expressed opinion. What else is new? Uh, Okay, here's something I want to say. Uh I wanted to say why why do this at all? You know, why uh yeah, why podcast? Why do YouTube? Here's why. Here, here's why we do this. I don't know that I don't I,
0: I'm doing this because I don't hear my myself out there in the podcast world. Uh there are some people trying to do it, but I want to hear uh, people that aren't afraid to engage people who aren't afraid to watch a little Gary Vaynerchuk. you know what I mean like I, I think uh, I think there's a movement in the Catholic world in in just and again, I don't want to say that we you know that we're trying to make a Catholic thing, but I'm just saying that I think Catholics, people who are Catholic need to get out there and need to start engaging the fact that there isn't um oh reinfocus. The fact that there isn't the fact that there's no Catholic doing YouTube really well or there aren't there aren't there are very few Catholics doing YouTube very well uh I think is kind of sad you know we need more than just father Mike Schmitz, guys guys right <laughs> uh you know he's great, but we need more we need uh we need people out there and we have this whole new world, this whole new world of the internet uh it's crazy how much money how much mu- here we go here's some here's some statistics some
1: statistics Where did I put this This is crazy okay This is the new world we're living in guys YouTube uh Twitch right you don't know anything about
0: that Here we go I'm going to read some statistics off to you Do you know how much money Kylie Jenner made in 2017 on Instagram sponsorships alone <laughs>
1: Instagram on Instagram Kylie Jenner I think that was her name. Uh 18 million dollars. She made 18 million dollars.
0: On Instagram that was that was only what she made on Instagram. Do you get that? It's crazy. And the fact that there's only you know one or two good good podcasts uh, you know that are that have Catholic people engaging in
1: the world. What's going on? Right? Why? I'm trying to look up some statistics here. Where is it? Dang it! Okay. How many people do you think watched the World Cup? Huh?
0: How many people do you think watched the World? Is that the, is it? Was that the statistic? The World Cup? Dang it!
1: I texted some people this, and man. we're going to find it. Here we go. I can't find it. Dang it. Anyways, there's some, let's see if I can remember it off, off the top of
0: my head. In the height of his career, Johnny Carson in May of 19 shoot, forget what it was. It was like at the height of Johnny Carson's career, there was like, I don't know, 14 million people. Watching Johnny Carson every week or every night, fourteen million people watch Johnny Carson every night, and there are there are YouTube videos. There are there are people on YouTube that get
1: two to three times that much uh, on one YouTube video. So think about that. Think about that. Jo- Johnny Carson, the na- the national cultural icon. That, I mean, that was all anyone was watching. Johnny Carson came on. Everyone's watching Johnny Carson. Everyone knows about Johnny Carson. There's hundreds of YouTube channels that get that, get that many views every time they upload a video. There,
0: there are YouTube channels that have more than that many, that have two to three times that many subscribers. I don't know if that one's true. Actually, eighteen million subscribers would be a lot.
1: I think. I think. Yeah. Anyways, but still, you get the point. We're living in a whole new world. Um. Yeah, we're living in a whole new world. That's all I wanted to say. And and um. I, this whole idea, this whole idea of the intellectual dark web. There was this essay about this
0: uh I don't know, maybe you call it maybe you call it like an ant not an ant an alternative mainstream media or an alternative media. There's this there's this kind of pocket, this alternative pocket of people
1: uh that was I you know and and you might have everyone might have a different opinion on who this is but for them, but there's
0: there are these people oh Joe Rogan for instance. There's a Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan gets millions millions of downloads a month. He 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 is just as influential if not more influential than um than the Johnny Carson show and it's just a podcast. And not only that, but it's a podcast where people talk for 3 hours at a time. Like 3 hours at a time and people think, "No, you can only do, you know, you can only do 2-minute two 2-minute two videos or Fox News everyone's just like, Everyone's just yelling uh, as fast as they can before the commercial break. So the fact that the fact that there are people listening, Sam Harris, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson—I know Jordan Peterson's a dirty word—Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson recorded two like three-hour podcasts. Well, the first, the first interview they did was obnoxious because they couldn't get past the definition of truth. But this this episode gets millions of downloads. People are listening to this. There's even um, a dissection of
1: of the conversation that was put online uh, that I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, what was I saying, man?
0: Anyways, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson they talk for three hours about the definition of truth. You know, and so in this in this essay online. It, He's talking about what he calls the intellectual dark web, which I like this idea. The intellectual dark web—that there are some of these people: Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris. There are others: Ben Shapiro. I don't know. There, there are people that have pretty substantial media outlets, media present uh, presence that's completely controlled by them. There's no board of directors trying to figure out. There's no board of directors, um, you know, coming in and telling Joe Rogan what who to have on and who not to have on. And he has on a whole wide range of people, so anyways, I have this love for podcasts, especially podcasts as a way of having people explain their their opinion in in, in great detail over a lot, and, and people are interested in that, I think. I think there's a lot more people interested in hearing in getting out of the bubble, the echo chamber. and why why it, you know how come every time we make something Catholic, it has to be you have to you have to interview the same the same ten people. Uh, who speak at every studentville conference? How c- how come we have to always do that, right? Why can't Catholic? Why can't someone Catholic engage and have on and have a have a dialogue with someone uh, who's an atheist or a Sam Harris or uh, or you know? Why can't we have conversations where we engage people who who aren't like us? Because um, I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of all the. It's the same Catholic stuff, you know. Um, so, I mean, and and I, I know people need it. I know that it's it, especially when you're new in your faith, you need, you know, you need that kind of, um, you need that foundation that you come you can come back to. But um, yeah, I think I think we're re- I think we're on the verge of
1: something different, something very different, and we're starting to see stuff like that pop up and creep up here and there. Um, You know, who's going to be the first Catholic to talk to Gary Vaynerchuk in a video?
0: Or just engage in the in his content? Or who's going to be, uh, I think it should, I know who, yeah, anyways, I know who that should be. I'm just going to say it. I think Jenna from Blessed Is She, she is, man, she's just, she's a gangster, man. She's great. She's uh, faithful and cunning. Um and just smart with marketing. I think her husband helps a lot, too. And just she's just built this wonderful, amazing thing. And um, it's not traditional Catholic media. And anyways, I think someone like Jenna
1: or some of these people can really start engaging. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. Sorry. The camera stopped for a second. Anyways, that's why
0: I'm doing this. I'm committing to this. To just the podcast is a place where I'm going to put some of these conversations. If you want to listen to Hunter Motts, one of the interviews, great conversation. Someone who's not Catholic. There you go, boom, uh, boom, roasted. Anyway, uh, uh, that's the plan. That's the goal. Talk to people. Uh, Julia Dween, who's a journalist who uh, visited Pentecostal, hyper Pentecostal churches where they uh, the snake handlers. Excuse me, snake handlers. Go listen to that interview. Go listen to that. Go listen to us talk about Pentecostal. Uh, the Jedi guy. We have the Jedi guy on here. Go listen to that interview. I'm sorry, guys. My nose
1: is. Um, so, anyways, I just don't hear. I don't hear my voice. Uh, not my voice. I don't hear. I don't
0: hear that voice of Catholics engaging the modern world, engaging culture, engaging people in a way that isn't cliche and that isn't.
1: Uh, insulating. So anyways, we're trying to figure this out. Trying to just figure this out. For instance, so here we go. Here's something I wanted to talk about. And this has come and gone, but this is just an
0: example of what, this is just an example of a way that, um, I don't know. Here's an opinion of something that happened. That's not explicitly Catholic that I'm interested in. Anyways, um, there was an interview with Sam Harris, who's an atheist and scientist, and I guess, whatever, uh, has a huge podcast. Anyways, Sam Harris
1: had someone on um, on his podcast that uh, people took issue with. And
0: uh, specifically, Vox Media, Ezra Klein from Vox Media, wrote kind of a, a piece basically saying that Sam should not have had this person on. And I forget the details, but basically the gist of it was that this was a scientist who had done some research on connection, ethnic research or research on ethnicity and traits of of people that have certain ethnicities. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the topic was, but Vox and Ezra. We're of the opinion that you you can't you can't have some you can't give someone like that a
1: microphone you um that this person's beliefs were so anti uh just anti that
0: were so wrong that we couldn't why why did you give him a microphone right why
1: did you give him a platform anyways it doesn't matter the details of um the issue. What was interesting was that um the if you listen to the interview and I'll link to the interview below where
0: Sam and Ezra So anyway, so Ezra invites Sam on his podcast, or they agree to do mutual podcasts and just put it out there unedited, both of them kind of hashing this out, hashing out. Uh and Sam's Sam's opinion was that uh science, you know, just is and we and we need to be able to to look at facts without you know getting upset or char- or charging people with being racist and you know Ezra's kind of stance was why even do this science uh how could you you know and anyways the point is that Sam and Ezra if you listen to this interview they talk right past each other for most of it i feel like in my in my stance um they
1: they don't they don't really make much productive conversation or or productive disagreement it didn't seem like. And in in our current climate, right now, there's a
0: lot of this, right? There's a lot of left and right, and there's a lot of uh whatever. It just gets this way in the church, it gets this way politically, it gets this way on Facebook and Twitter and that kind of stuff. And I get very frustrated because when I hang out with my conserv- my hyper radical conservative friends, I sound extremely you know, other I sound way far at the other extreme, and when I hang out with friends that are way far at the other extreme, the liberal Democrat, whatever in the church politically or whatever, I'm more
1: on the on the right, and a lot of it just stems from feeling like people aren't
0: disagreeing disagreeing well that that people. I mean, this isn't a new idea. I mean, G.K. Chesterton said this a long time ago, but uh, people aren't disagreeing very well. One thing that helped me a ton with this, kind of understand this, is uh, this idea of moral intuitions. And again, I, what do I know? I don't know anything about this stuff.
1: I'm not a scientist. I'm not a philosopher. Um, But this kind of way of... Let's see, uh is it Jonathan Haidt? I think it's Jonathan Haidt. Yep, yeah, Moral Foundations Theory by Jonathan
0: Haidt. Okay, so uh there's a book called The Righteous Mind, which I highly recommend. Uh basically uh the, I think the subtitle is Why Why Good People Uh Disagree, Why Good People Disagree or something about religion and politics or something. And the idea is that we have these, uh, going back to like Daniel Kahneman and Thinking Fast and Slow, I think that's the book, right? Is that the book? Yeah, Thinking Fast and Slow. Our brains have, uh, our brains have slow thought processes and, and quick thought processes. And it's not as simple as, um, we'll just be reasonable, right? A lot of times people who disagree feel like the other side is being emotional and irrational not not rational not reasonable but i don't know about you there's very there's very seldom that someone looks at me and tells me
1: you're being irrational that i agree with them that's just me um so the idea is that we have these we have these gut
0: these gut intuitions these gut um these gut uh, reactions to certain situations, and once that gut reaction happens, once that gut intuition happens, then our our reason, our reasoning capabilities, our slower thinking kind of comes in and and figures out why it is we feel this way. So uh Jonathan Haidt gives some really gross examples, so that I I don't know I don't really want to say, but he talks about you know differences in, in different cultures, certain things. Uh, certain things that you eat might immediately make you feel disgusted. Like if you hear someone talking about eating a dog, you might feel disgusted. That's wrong. Um certain things we just have this we just have this gut reaction, this feeling that something's wrong. Uh like that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. And someone asks you why. Uh and then you're able to figure it out, but it's, you know, you're you're reasoning after the fact. So Jonathan Haidt was wondering if there's certain common threads common intuitions these kind of pillars that he comes up with and um the five foundations he comes up with are care fairness loyalty authority and sanctity or purity and so oftentimes we'll disagree on one of these moral intuitions like this gut feeling uh one of them like fairness like um there might be some situation playing out and we just think that's just not fair and you try to talk
1: through okay so uh um gun rights right the, the right to own a, own guns or the the law
0: behind gun ownership right so on the right you have people that uh people that think it is our right and and no one can take away this right to own
1: a gun and maybe we'd call that uh let's say let's call this like a little bit of authority or
0: respect as one of those moral intuitions like Like you need to respect me and also let's call it, um, fairness, fairness, right? Uh, it's only fair that you don't take away my right. That is fair for you not to take away this right that I
1: have. Now on the other extreme, you have people saying, you know, kids should not be getting shot up in schools. We, you know, we shouldn't,
0: this should not be a thing. Uh, maybe, maybe we need to sacrifice a little, sacrifice those high powered automatic weapons uh, maybe we need to sacrifice a little with the with the guns in order that other people uh, don't die and so this is more like an, the idea of loyalty, one of these moral intuitions of loyalty to a we, a common we on the right side you have this respect for the my personal rights on the left, you have this loyalty to the group and the group the, the group is more important than the individual now when those two people when those two people get in a room you know the the gun gun owning republican is saying you can't take away my right and the person on the left is saying people are dying now they're talking about two completely different moral intuitions they're ta- they're talking about two completely different topics um and And, in both situations the the person will say, "I know, but right and and they're not we're not addressing the the moral intuition
1: the, the what's what's really at the root of the problem, and this happens all the time, like I see this all the time, um
0: yeah, I see this all the time. you see this on Twitter, you see this on people that are really passionately disagreeing about stuff, really emotionally disagreeing, maybe even. Uh and I and, and to go back to why we're doing this kind of stuff. Do you like my Trump? These are my my like Trump gestures. Um you can't see if you're just listening to the podcast. To go back to why I think podcasts and YouTube, podcasts in particular, this long form conversations, I think it helps people because you can you can really dig in and and get a nuanced under you can you can listen actively to someone else, you can hear someone else. Talk through what's at the root of
1: of what they believe. and you can and then you can find things that you can affirm in that, you know? Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I remember watching a video of him talking about how he just felt
0: like if you were religious or Christian, then then it was detrimental to, to science because anytime you got to a point where you had a gap, right where you, you anytime you got to the limit of your understanding, you just chalked it up to God. You're just like, well,
1: and I don't know any more than that. So chalk it up to God. Now, what? What? In, when you listen, you know, you could just write him off as an idiot, or you could listen to him. Like, listen to what?
0: What is? What is the the intuition that Neil deGrasse Tyson has? He has this this gut, maybe this gut feeling that he, you know, has reasoned out plenty, but this I you know this idea that. That faith when you get to when you get to the limit of your understanding, that faith or this idea of just chalking it up to God is detrimental to science and is there a way that you could have a conversation with him and affirm that feeling that gut reaction that gut that gut intuition and then and then give him a you know give him a different take anyways i'm this is digressing and going way too long. We need more people engaging. We need more. We need more Catholics for sure engaging these people, not in a hostile way, not in a in a. We need to debate you and prove you wrong,
1: but just being yourself and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, describe to me what what you what it is you believe." Here you go. Here's a
0: someone who's already doing this really well. Tony Vicinda, the Threshold Podcast, is is intentionally. Interviewing people um who believe very, you know, very different religious beliefs.
1: So, anyways, go check out that podcast. Anyway, you know, that's just that's just some of my thoughts on that. Um I just think we're uh we're better than that. So I'm a big fan of atheists, you know. I'm a big fan of them because Because if
0: you're not there, who's that, who, who, I mean, I don't know. I think there are certain people that you can, that you can appreciate even though they don't have the same worldview as you. Now, obviously there are some people that I just can't, like there's some people I just can't listen to. I just can't stand. There's some, there's some tones and attitudes and ways of talking that I just can't, you know, I can't, you're not, maybe you're not called to to engage with everyone, but I, I'm a big fan of people who are thinking hard about what they believe and are really exploring the world and try, you know, and being honest. And when I come across people like that, even, you know, Catholic, atheist, Buddhist, whatever, uh, that's interesting to me. That's interesting. Um, I like, I like listening to Joe Rogan. I think he's an honest man. I think he's, I think he's, uh, I mean, I don't want to blow smoke up his, you know, his, his uh, sauna. His I don't want to blow smoke into his deprivation tank, but I like listening to that stuff. And I think he's really trying to figure things out. And he's very honest about the things he knows, the limit of what he knows. And so anyways, uh same with Sam Harris. To some I mean, I think Sam gets a little crazy sometimes, but I like I think he really is trying to do better to understand the world. And so there's some of these people Jordan Peterson, who are interesting, and they're thinking hard, and they're thinking about things. You know, they're not just, um, this isn't Jersey Shore, you know? This isn't uh, Naked and Afraid. In some
1: ways, it is. In some ways, we're all just Naked and Afraid, right? We're all living in that TV show. We're just out there Naked and Afraid. So anyways...
0: That's all I really got for this week. Um, you should listen to the collections, new, the collection's new single, Becoming My Home. Becoming My Own Home. That's really good. I just wanted to say that. But, uh, and you should, you should go be a fan. Uh, what, what I was going to say earlier about being a fan, you should be a fan of some of these people. You should engage. Like, you should comment on stuff and send them an email. Send them a little care package full of uh, folded napkins. You know, like fold up some napkins in an interesting way. S- send them send them to Casey Neistat. You know, be a be engage. You know, don't just don't just be a Raymond Arroyo fanboy. All right? That's all I'm trying to say. Uh we're better than that. We need to start engaging those things. We need to start making better stuff. And we need to start we need to start talking, talking more. A little bit longer conversations and challenging things. Uh it's time to time to grow up a grow up a little, you know. This isn't high school anymore. So that's all I really got. Uh The Power of Silence was not a good book. Don't get it. I mean, if you want to get it just so you can have it on a shelf. So that when
1: you know, when your Catholic friends from Twitter come over, so you can feel like, whoa, this guy really understands the power of silence. Uh go for that. You know, you can have it and put it on your shelf. But
0: don't say I didn't I didn't warn you about the book. It was not it was tedious it was a tedious book i don't understand i really think people that said that that book was really good they
1: you know they just wanted to be the type of person that said that that book was really good i don't know that's just me um listen guys i think you know i'm a 7 but you're an 8 you're a strong 8 so that's all I had, just a weird
0: little uh weird little podcast rant. If you made it all the way here, um,
1: I don't know, comment comment somewhere, uh mate, comment somewhere made it. Hashtag made it. And
0: who knows? But for now, uh be on the lookout for YouTube videos and podcasts and um you know, just a heightened sense of self importance, just more of that for me. I read and respond to every comment. Any question, you can DM me a question on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, you're really missing out. I'm really kicking it up a notch over there. Uh, You can shoot me a question on there or in YouTube, something like that. I'll make make videos answering any questions you have. Got a lot of plans. This is long-term. We're in it for the long haul here, guys. This podcast, this is going to be around forever. Whether or not people listen to it who cares who cares uh so i'm a, i'm a big fan of atheists engage people the intellectual dark web and uh peter mckinnon man peter mckinnon anyways i don't i'm not even going to go there so stop eating snake diet just uh try that that was really great do your own research i'm not a medical
1: professional and we'll see you guys later that's it that's all i got have a great evening. Uh, have a great week. And... That was the power of silence. That was so lame. <laughs> that was lame. Alright. Bye, folks. Goodbye.